You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. And goodness, goodness, it's just absolutely gorgeous out here in Guelph, Ontario. We have, uh, I think I actually <laughs> said this on our previous episode, but um, from our previous episode until now, I feel like the effect of what I'm about to tell you has even been more enhanced and that it feels like even though we're in Canada, it literally feels like we are in Florida, so Canadian Florida, ha! Feel like that's that's the best way to put it right now because today when we all got up to go out for school and work, we're like, okay, okay, you know, it's not that bad. There's some humidity. Is it crazy, crazy? Nah, not really. And then if you were working indoors for most of the day and you had to finally leave work or school to go home, it just hit you probably, just hit you right away in the face, all the awesome goodness uh and and the humidity in the air right now and um i want to say the exciting uv index as well but uh i guess not in a good way because it was quite high so i hope that y'all actually put on sunscreen today because that was not a healthy range of uv today but nonetheless, the sun was absolutely gorgeous. And guess what? Tomorrow is going to be even better weather. And it's just it's amazing. When you have this, this nice weather, it just kind of makes you think like, oh, goodness, I wish I could. If I could, I would take my work outdoors and do my work outdoors. But, you know, that's not always feasible. So hopefully y'all have some time in your day at least to try to uh, just step foot out the door and try to enjoy this gorgeous weather before we rush back into the fall and the winter, right? So yeah, definitely take advantage of this weather. Um, I guess on a personal update, so um, shout out to the biomedical sciences department at the University of Guelph because we are going to be, I hope that, <laughs> okay, let me just say, we are going to be having a get together actually tomorrow, uh, which uh, I am co-organizing with a good friend of mine and uh, it's going to be very exciting and interesting, especially because of the weather, especially because we get to see each other all in person after all these years in the pandemic and uh uh so yeah that's how we're gonna be celebrating the good weather and i was just gonna say you know i hope that me announcing this uh departmental get-together that we're going to be having doesn't bring more uh people to the party because we're already going to be pretty packed uh people have rsvp'd a lot of people have rsvp'd to this uh get-together and uh anyways i digress but uh that's been something that i've been also very excited about and uh you know i mean what can i say it's just um it's one of those post-pandemic uh joys in life you just finally you get to 
go out um, and enjoy each other's companies and get to see each other in person, see each other's faces, talk in person and just interact in person, have fun in person. Uh, and like it's just it's just uh, something that we've been lacking this whole time. But I mean, of course, you know, all while considering health tips and uh you know of course if somebody's sick like uh, we would we would be considerate of that and all uh you know all those points in mind yet it's just so exciting and i don't know i just thought i should share my excitement with y'all here on the show so uh yeah that's gonna be really fun shout out to all biomatters here in guelph um and also so today is a very special day because today we are celebrating our episode number 280 which is out of this world 280 is is a lot of episodes um i'm trying to really let that sink in for myself and goodness it's it's 280 weeks of tko and you know, that's just, that's also a, um, an indication of just, just life going by. I mean, to be fair, we've been doing the show for many years now. We've been doing it since 2016. So that's four years until 2020. And then two years in addition to that. So six years, 280 weeks of TKO broadcasting since 2016, six years We've made it this far, and it, oh, in 20 weeks, oh, baby, we're going to be celebrating episode 300. It's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and every time we get to these milestone episodes, it just gets me so emotional, but also uh, it got me, it, it always makes me think um, how uh, blessed we are to have this platform, and uh, as always, I would, um, you know, I would not rest uh, well at night if I were not to thank our wonderful family here at CFRU 93.3 FM for their generosity with the platform that they've been given us since 2016 and for constantly being so supportive of our content and of our show and to just being the awesome people and family that they are so shout out to CFRU for being the the, the best radio community out there uh, but also, of course, shout out to TKO Nation, because again, if it wasn't because of y'all, we would not be here right now. Oh, man, for real, for real, for real. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. And, um, you know, uh, I actually do have I don't have a beer, but it's like a sangria uh cider that i have here uh just like drinking occasionally as i'm doing the show so i have actually since you can't see me i have raised my glass and i do i'm doing a virtual cheers with all of y'all making a virtual toast with all of y'all to celebrate and to drink um for tko cheers to tko yes ah, i love it all right, all right, y'all. Uh, so that's that's all the personal updates and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so we have quite a few stuff to talk about and go through today on the show. So there's been mainly just um, a lot of updates in terms of MMA headlines and, of course, boxing announcements that were 
put out actually very recently so uh we're mainly going to be talking about those especially because when i personally saw these headlines i was like whoa whoa these these fights that are um supposedly rumored well one of them is rumored to happen the other one is supposed to actually happen and uh, for for either i i saw the the names of people going supposed to go against each other and i said wow i was not expecting this at all at least this early on you know what i mean so yeah we have a lot of that good content coming up and now without further ado let's get started okay okay so um <laughs> we're back at it again with celebrity boxing we have um a lot of ruckus that's been generated in the world of mma recently with people like jake paul i mean Honestly, when you do think about celebrity boxing, who's the first person you think of? Jake Paul. Uh, which, I mean, you know what? At first, like, I I personally was not really in favor of the whole celebrity boxing scheme. And, um, you know, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm a I, I, well, not just MMA, but like a combat sports purist and anything that... I think is uh, trying to take away from the authenticity of the sports. I'm just not always for it, you know. And I felt like the whole ce celebrity boxing thing was uh, just trying to like ridicule the realness and authenticity of combat sports in general. Nonetheless, I mean, a celebrity boxing is still a celebrity boxing match. Rather, is still a fight. It's a legit fight. The only difference is that instead of actual professional people who've been doing it for years, you're going to be having celebrities who've been training still in the gym, just going against each other, uh, going at it in a quote unquote celebrity boxing match. So all this got kickstarted when the Paul brothers started doing it, um, specifically Jake Paul because uh, he was the one who was facing really tough opponents, people like uh, former MMA champion Ben Askren and former wrestling world champion Ben Askren, actually. He beat people like Ben Askren. He beat, uh, excuse me, beat people like uh, <laughs> Tyron Woodley and the list goes on and on. And, uh, you know, those are pretty impressive names to beat, even though they're like Jake Paul was beating them in a boxing fight. Uh, regardless of the fact that these guys came from a strong, they were former MMA champions at the U, uh, not well, Tyron Woodley was the champion at the UFC, and uh, Ben Askren was the champion at one championships. You know, these these were MMA champions that he was facing off against, and uh, nonetheless, he was able to win against them, which is, I mean, still a huge deal. Uh, there's a lot of other factors in play, but um. For what it was worth, he still won those fights against those professional MMA fighters in a boxing match, right? Let's just let's just keep our uh, conditions clear here, right? All right, so that was Jake Paul. So um, he had those fights. He made a bunch of money, and being the the celebrity and entertainer that Jake Paul is. Obviously, he's just not going to sit still and just enjoy his money, count his money on his in his backyard. Uh, he comes from an entertainment background. He comes from uh, a background of just just wanting to make more and more money through entertainment. Right. So he got to work. Man's got to work. And <laughs> his recent I don't want to say pray because that's 
he's not a predator. Uh, <laughs> uh, his recent subject, let's just, I think that's a better way to put it. His recent subject has been the one and only the number one Mr. Trash Talker in the UFC forever forever <laughs> forever and ever ever in the whole history of the ufc the one and only mr nate diaz woo okay so this fight i think it <laughs> it makes a lot of sense entertainment wise but in terms of sports i don't know if it makes any sense at all i mean we would have had better luck trying to want to find a good analogy for this We're trying to like freaking uh, i don't know like uh build the wonderland on mars you know what i <laughs> i'm sorry that was a really bad analogy but i was just trying to think of something impossible to do and somehow that was the first thing that came to my mind um but uh yeah so it makes a lot of sense entertainment wise because like i said nate diaz is also a huge trash talker um, everybody knows him because of that in the UFC. He's an awesome fighter, and he's been, honestly, a UFC veteran for years. However, would his style of fighting really be comparable to some of the top guys that we have in different weight divisions right now? Let's be real, probably not. Um, Nate Diaz, he started out very young, and then he actually had pretty amazing uh, performances and his uh, MMA career, you know, performances against Michael Johnson, performances against people like, um, I think he fought Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I'm not really sure, but I think he also fought um, uh, Anthony Pettis. And of course, the notorious fight that we always remember him from. The two fights that he had against Conor McGregor, right? Remember those? The good old days? Damn. It just feels so far ago. But um, to me, it just feels like it was last year. It was one of those things, those those iconic moments in sports that uh, we as hardcore MMA fans are forever grateful for being able to witness in real time. You know what I mean? So... That's Nate Diaz, yeah. So um, he's had amazing performances and, you know, it hasn't been, we have to be honest with ourselves, it hasn't been top, top notch, but it's been pretty good. Um, and let's just not forget that the, the time that he was fighting against these people that I just mentioned, he wasn't necessarily even at his prime. So kudos to him, honestly, for just just keeping up the fighting spirit and uh, just wanting to, to just keep being in the in the game and having that drive and motivation to be in the game. Right. And also on a side note, Nate Diaz with his brother, Nick Diaz, they do triathlons a lot which is also pretty impressive. So it just goes to show that he's not one dimensional. Good for him. Um, okay. So yeah, we have Nate Diaz potentially fighting someone like Jake Paul. So Jake Paul is like, <laughs> if you've seen his physique in uh, all of the professional boxing fights that he's had, he's a pretty bulky man and he's pretty muscular, right? I wonder uh, how things will compare if he were to actually fight Nate Diaz and if it was going to be at a catch weight, if it was going to be an ex exhibition fight, or if it was actually going to be a legitimate boxing fight. Because if it is a legitimate boxing fight, then the fighters have to match their weight with each other. 
whatever that weight would be i don't think it will be any uh bigger than 190 pounds i think that was a that was the weight for jake paul last time that he fought um i'm not sure if that would be uh, a good weight for nate diaz because nate diaz he is a pretty tall man yet he would usually fight around 170 pounds and even at 170 pounds I mean, not to say this in a bad way, but he wasn't necessarily the most shredded man out there in the division. So for him to potentially fight at 190 pounds, I wonder how that would impact his physique and overall performance, especially because this is not a MMA fight. It's not a fight that he's used to doing. It is going to be, after all, a boxing fight. And with that, there's different requirements in terms of uh, training style, technicality, um even like how you cut weight for a fight like that right so those are all the factors that need to be kept in mind when we're talking about just just what type of fight we're potentially going to be having here uh nonetheless <laughs> this is my take on it all so i feel like it makes a lot of sense for nate diaz to have this fight and here's why so if he were to stay in the UFC, Nate Diaz, right now, as of right now, um, who do we really see him fight against? Well, the champion is Kamar Usman. Kamar Usman has proven himself through and through how strong of a fighter he is. There's nobody, in my opinion, in the welterweight division right now who can, argue, who can at all, at all arguably beat Kamar Usman. Not right now, as of yet. Okay, I mean, I know there is like matchups being um, uh, put together and whatnot, but do we really see someone like Nate Diaz potentially defeating Kamar Usman? I don't really see it. I have to keep it real with you. I do not see that happening. And so when you don't see a potential for yourself against the champion out of weight division, what do you really do? Like, do you, is it worth just staying there and just having random fights, making money, and then just, just calling it a quit for a retirement? Is that, is that the life that Nate Diaz would really choose for himself? I would say definitely not, especially after everything that happened with the whole Conor McGregor shenanigans. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, he it wasn't like the matchup that made the most sense, but it was a matchup that gave him a lot of fame and also provided a lot of paychecks for him, right? So I feel like since those fights, uh, Nate Diaz has been all about those big name fights and fights that would make sense for him fame-wise and uh, I guess like, career-wise holistically if you were to look at it if that makes sense like not necessarily something that would give him like a ufc title but something that uh, is gonna bring up his name in the world of combat sports in general right so i feel like because of all those reasons um it will make a whole bunch of sense for nate diaz to have his next fight against jake paul i feel like he still needs to be super cautious Again, someone like Jake Paul, because Jake Paul, I mean, Jake Paul hasn't fought MMA, right? So uh, because like when he first started doing combat sports, he was always doing boxing. This is going to be so a little bit actually easier for him compared to Nate Diaz, because he's been on this for a while, for quite a few years now, and he's been doing it a lot. But Nate Diaz, um, he, uh, to my knowledge, he has not currently had a professional boxing fight. Okay, so um, 
you know, it's just uh, all these aspects that you have to look at and evaluate before you actually make a judgment about making this fight happen, right? I would say that if Jake Paul were to fight Nate Diaz, it would not be that hard of a fight for him at all. I would say, actually, compared to the most recent fight that he had against uh, Tyron Woodley, it would probably be a little bit easier for him in this fight. Because Tyron Woodley, we know that... Um, so Also, on a side note, so Tyron Woodley and Nate Diaz were both in the same weight division back when they were in the UFC, 170-pound weight division. So, um, you know, despite the same weight, Tyron Woodley, if you compared his style to Nate Diaz, he would um, just be that powerful, like, how do I say it? Like, he would bring over powerhouse striking to you every single time even though they were the same weight. But for Nate Diaz, he is more usually more reliant on uh, the volume of strikes that he throws and the accuracy of the strikes that he throws. He tends to be that, um, I, again, I don't mean this in a bad way, he tends to be that annoying fighter who would just keep throwing punch towards you until you literally give up and you're fed up and you get frustrated, you make a stupid move, and that's how you lose the fight. That's the type of fighter that Nate Diaz is. He doesn't usually deliver power shots or anything of that kind, um, which is completely okay. Like everybody has their own style, but I'm just saying, is that merely enough to fight someone, fight against someone like Jake Paul? That is the big question here that we are to ponder upon. Uh, but uh, on on the note of everything that we're just talking about so far, so Dana White, the president of the UFC, has actually spoken on this, and uh, he has been saying that he should, he really wants uh, Nate Diaz to fight Jake Paul, and that <laughs> um, he, they would be open to hosting this fight on like support Nate Diaz with UFC's name while he fights against Jake Paul. Um, Jake Paul has said, Dana, I'm happy to be Nate's last fight in the UFC. You know, the terms pay fighters more and give them health care. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so he's expressing that he would be OK if the fight were to happen, even MMA style. I mean, he just says it, right? He says it, but is he actually going to fight MMA? Uh, you know, that's, that's no easy task. So I'm just saying this is all just marketing efforts. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> Nate Diaz uh, also responded to the, to the whole issue here because Dana was like, okay, you know what? We'll support you. We'll support you. Jake Paul's saying, okay, fine. I'll If I have to, I'll fight you in the UFC. Nate Diaz has recently tweeted saying, send the release, meaning that he doesn't even want to be with the UFC anymore. So I wonder what the heck is going on here. Um, even though Dana White is very persistent that they get Nate Diaz this fight, which, I mean, makes a lot of sense because if they are able to secure the fight, they're probably going to get a bunch of uh, uh, commissions on the side as well, right? So who the heck would not like that, right? (laughs) 
nonetheless, it's very interesting because this this whole argument all again goes to show that Nate Diaz like before, you know, he he never really had the best relationship with the UFC and specifically Dana White. And then after after this whole thing happened, like it's no different. Uh, he says that he wants to be released, which in my opinion, he wants to be released so that he can potentially fight Jake Paul in a boxing fight because I'm not sure if he's able to accomplish that if he's still technically signed under the UFC. All right, so that was the shenanigans with Jake Paul and Nate Diaz and Dana White somehow in the in the loop of this all. But I will definitely keep you guys updated in terms of uh, what will happen next and if this fight is actually going to be happening very soon. I would personally love to see this fight happen uh, because of all the reasons I just said. Even though I'm not the biggest celebrity boxing fan, I would still uh, pay money to watch this fight because... You know, these days, as much as I'm a huge advocate for authenticity and the technicality of sports, um, combat sports specifically, there's also this entertainment aspect that's been intertwined into it all. And, uh, you know, that's that's what we mainly uh, pay money for these days. And uh, who doesn't want to see some good and juicy trash talking between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz? And, of course, I'm sure the fight itself would not disappoint at all. So, again, who does not want to see that, right? So, yeah, stay tuned for more updates on that. All right. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, the fight announcement that was the boxing fight announcement that was given out very recently about the rematch fight between the former WBA, WBO, IBF and IBO heavyweight champion uh, of the world, Anthony Joshua, who's going to be um, going against the current champion, Alexander Usyk, who uh, Usyk recently beat Anthony Joshua in a fight to get all of his titles from him, to strip him from all the titles. And for the longest time, I think it's actually been almost a year-ish, and uh, the rematch clause is finally in effect. And the rematch was recently announced to happen on August 20th. Which is, uh, I know it's quite a quite a um, uh, a few weeks apart from current time, but uh, it, it's still very close. It's not like it's going to be happening in December or something. Overall, it's going to be a very exciting fight as well. I was very excited when I saw this uh, matchup being announced because um, we haven't seen Anthony Joshua fight. Excuse me, fight ever since. And it'll be interesting to see if he has learned about his weaknesses in the first fight and if he's going to change anything or alter anything in his fighting style or training style to try to adapt to that of Alexander Usyk. Also, Alexander Usyk, so um, he is Ukrainian, if you didn't know, and this whole time he was fighting on the front lines for his home country of the Ukraine Uh, with all the issues that are happening right now over there. So good for him uh, for taking that initiative to try to protect his country. But uh, I'm and I'm actually very happy that he uh, is finally able to 
make a fight against Anthony Joshua because I'm sure this whole time things have not been easy for him at all. And so for him to be able to make this fight happen against Joshua late August, that's actually pretty amazing. And uh, we applaud, uh, uh, excuse me, we applaud him nonetheless. We applaud both guys nonetheless. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll talk about that more and more detail in the upcoming weeks. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Y'all make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to catch up with our previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, John Nonbreck here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.